Chapter 13 of The Campfire Girls at Summer Hill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Campfire Girls at Sunset Hill by Margaret Vandercook. Chapter 13 Nobody Wants to Be Done Good To. A canoe containing three girls had been out on the waters of the lake near the foot of Sunrise Hill for the past two hours. A part of the time it had been swiftly shot through the water only to rest afterwards in certain shadowed places where fishing lines were quietly dropped over its sides until now a flat birch basket in its stern was filled with freshly caught fish there had been little conversation during this time but now polly o'neill letting her paddle rest for a moment said to her fellow oarsman come betty let us drift for a while we don't have to get back to camp just yet for it will be another two hours probably before our supposedly unexpected guests arrive so we will have plenty of time to help with the preparations to fry the fish and have molly make her inspired corn dodgers it will be rather good fun when the indian chiefs appear to strike terror to our hospitality if not to our souls for us to be ready and waiting for them semper paratus always prepared we can assure them is a campfire girl's motto but just now i wish to talk betty's back was turned to the speaker but her sister molly sat facing her midway between the other two seats quietly and without replying betty acquiesced in the request permitting their canoe to glide slowly toward a small island and getting her kodak ready for action one of her summer amusements was the making of a collection of animal and bird pictures and now a large nest overhanging the water attracted her attention therefore it was molly who replied to her sister although the remark had not been made directly to her yes polly we know you want to talk and we think we know what you want to talk about i saw it on your face at breakfast even if betty didn't and knew perfectly well why you persuaded miss martha to let us come with you for the fishing and no one else even when sylvia wharton was almost in tears at being left behind you don't know what i want to talk about do you princess molly is absurd for i am sure i was not thinking of it at breakfast polly hallowed wishing that her friend's face was toward her 
so that she might gain something from her expression a moment longer she had to wait for her answer because a great heron startled by the noise rose out of its nest flapping its great wings and ungainly legs and betty's kodak instantly clicked with its appearance then she shook her head slowly still not turning around as she replied yes i do know polly that is why i would not agree to come with you until i had first had a little talk with miss mcmurtry i didn't want to be obstinate if i am wrong but she feels exactly as i do polly whistled softly two bright spots of color showing on her high cheekbones a signal with her of being desperately in earnest nevertheless she returned indifferently of course if betty and our guardian agree then have righteousness and truth met together and there is no use wasting my breath putting in my poor little plea there is no use of your being disagreeable polly molly advised who was not in the least afraid of scolding her sister although rarely quarrelling with her in this case i think betty is entirely in the right for this is not a question of money or family or many of the things you and betty disagree about it is a question of the person gracious what person polly protested you are both talking riddles have i mentioned anybody's name or proposed any mortal thing if i happen to be interested in this nan graham and to believe that things have been made pretty hard for her is it anybody's business i don't know just what it is about her that makes me feel as if she were a poor little hunted animal i really don't think anybody has ever been even decently kind to her in her life she has always had a bad name and it must be a pretty hard thing to have to grow up in the shadow of one with no one to give you a boost take that affair at school it was never positively proven that nan was dishonest only she had told a few lies and her family was so horrid another girl might have been given another chance well we can't give her a chance at our campfire club this summer dear miss martha is positive about it so don't pretend that is not what you have on your mind betty interrupted i am sorry but miss martha says she is a very different type of girl from the rest of us and might get us into trouble and she is afraid our parents would not like her being with us 
I don't know about her parents, but I am sure mother wouldn't mind our helping another girl, perhaps just because she is different. And Polly's eyes filled with quick tears at the thought of her first long separation from her mother. But Molly shook her head slowly, though not unsympathetically. I am not so sure, Polly, she argued. You know, mother is always urging you to be sensible first and sentimental afterwards, and says that half the trouble in your life will come from working the other way around. Just take the question of money. Nan Graham would never be able to pay her share, and although we let Mr. Ashton give us our camping outfit, each one of us is to pay her portion of our expenses and to try and find out how economical we can be. It isn't fair to impose a girl on Betty. I have no idea of imposing Nan Graham on Betty, Polly interrupted hastily. If it ever comes to be just a question of money, why, I will promise to pay her expenses and to try to be responsible for her. You? Molly stared. Polly O'Neill? You must be out of your senses. You know we have just barely enough for ourselves and are even trying to save a bit out of that, besides working at basket-making and anything else we can do to send mother some extra money. Polly smiled in a superior fashion. There are more ways for making money, Sinopa, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. I have my own reasons for not telling you, but I expect to come into a sum of money shortly, which will certainly be more than enough to pay this poor Nan's expenses. But it is not the money that I care about in the least, Poe, Betty exclaimed, and you know it. Somehow I am just afraid that in some way Nan will bring unhappiness among us. Of course, it is not the money you care about, Princess. Polly's apology was as ardent as her suggestion. Sometimes I wonder what would happen to you if you should ever be poor and have to learn to think about such an ugly, commonplace thing as money. Never mind, I am going to be an American Sarah Bernhardt, and you and Molly can travel about in my private car with me. But, you understand, if you agree to let Nan Graham stay in camp with us, I can't let her be an expense to you or the other girls. By way of answer, Betty looked at her watch. It is getting pretty late, Polly. Don't you think we had better get back to camp? She proposed. In perfect accord, the two girls now swept their canoe back 
to their landing place for they could row perfectly together swim paddle a canoe ride play tennis in fact do everything except have the same opinions the two girls carried the basket of fish leaving molly to tie up the canoe i hope you don't feel very disappointed polly it was because i was afraid you might think it a good idea to have nan graham join our campfire club that i ask you not to think of it last night betty said apologetically sorry as always to disappoint her friend and not unaffected by her point of view ah but you put it in my head betty ashton really i never dreamed at first of letting nan do anything more than come and see what our campfire life was like she was so eager and so interested when i met her yesterday that she seemed kind of pitiful to me she told me she was dreadfully lonely because nice girls wouldn't have anything more to do with her now and yet she didn't want really to be bad no one will take her to work so she couldn't think what she could do with herself all summer last night when you went in to bed i kept on thinking about her and about what our campfire may mean some day when we are older and stronger ourselves and understand more about it of course no one wants to be done good to that is horrid and patronizing but everybody wants to be made happier rich people and poor people too remember how you once said that go well, hello work health and love solved all life's difficulties well hello means love we love love for love is life and light and joy and sweetness and love is comradeship and motherhood and fatherhood and all dear kinship love is the joy of kinship so deep that self is forgotten now i wonder if comradeship and kinship really mean just caring about the people we would have had to care about anyway our friends or our own family having unconsciously touched upon one of the biggest questions in the world and having no answer the two girls were both silent for a moment then polly added in a surrender unusual to her don't worry betty perhaps you are right after all nobody can live up to all the things we preach anyhow it was good of you to ask miss martha to let nan spend the day with us she says she will never get over the pleasure of it as long as she lives don't polly really i do not think i can be expected to bear any more you have made me feel already that if nan graham 
ever does anything wrong or brings any sorrow on herself by her behavior why it will somehow be my fault why do you make me responsible when you know miss mcmurtry and most of the other girls are just as opposed to having her with us as i am said betty realizing that her defense was a sign of weakness and yet feeling that polly had somehow driven her to the wall because betty you know that if you try you can bring some of the girls to your way of thinking and i can work on the others then together if we promise to be responsible for nan's good behavior why we may be able to influence miss martha betty sighed molly was catching up with them and they had almost reached camp which was a scene of most amazing activity ask me again tonight polly i will try to think things over a little more there was no opportunity for any further discussion for at this instant meg and eleanor swept down upon them End of chapter 13